Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Hi guys, welcome back to another video on the channel Narcon, where we delve into all things in relation to the narcissistic personality disorder. Because if we understand what we've been through and what to look out for in the future, we're going to be much better placed to have a fulfilling and hopefully fruitful life of purpose. Today, I'd like to look into how the covert narcissist manipulates. So the manipulations of the covert narcissist go under the radar. They're unlike the count, the narcissist's counterpart, the overt and obviously grandiose narcissist who's much easier to spot and who's kind of out there bragging and boastful. And you you can identify that there's actually something a little bit odd about that person. And you can more or less see through a lot of their manipulations unless they actually go under, go under and go covert, because a lot of them will switch between the two, covert and overt. But usually there is a, a more three quarters percent, you know, there's a more kind of, what can I say, dominant, um, dominant feature to the narcissists. Both are grandiose, but the covert keeps the grandioseness very, very hidden. So they're much, much less easy to spot and they're highly dangerous if you get entangled with one because you can become very entangled and not realize what you're in and you get deeper and deeper into the relationship with them until you lose yourself, your sense of self, your identity. And it's a very painful and excruciating experience to get out of that situation and to overcome the narcissistic abuse that you will have experienced. So today I'd like to get into the manipulations and do a series on manipulations because I do remember when I was learning about this personality disorder, it was when the behaviours were described and the behaviours are the manipulation tactics that they narcissists use and form a pattern of using. It was then that I fully personally understood what and who I'd been dealing with because the behaviour patterns matched the person I had been in the relationship with. So I think understanding how a covert narcissist manipulates is the beginning of the awakening of being able to identify, even though it's not a clinical diagnosis, but be able to identify that there was a strong possibility that you were within, you were in a relationship with an NPD or someone that was highly narcissistic. And in that understanding, you can begin your journey into your own self-awareness and heal from what you've been through. So with that said, a little reminder, if you want to help someone out there who's been narcissistically abused, 
you can do something today by either like, share, subscribe or all of the said three on this channel or other channels that will give you some valuable piece of information that may also be valuable to someone else who doesn't know about this horrendous disorder that's so prevalent in our modern society today. So manipulations with narcissists, guys, manipulations come to the narcissist as easy as you draw breath. It's literally instinctive at this stage when they're adults. It's it's what it's what works for them. It's as you would as you yourself would introspect and, you know, look to develop yourself personally on your life's journey and look to learn and understand things, a narcissist will totally poo-poo that. That is a waste of time. They nearly sit back and chuckle at us. And it's kind of like they can use that. Narcissists always want to gain in every situation and from every relationship and from every interaction in their day. They have to get a gain from it. So you being um, empathic, having emotions, looking to introspect and doing all the things a healthy human being would do is advantageous to the narcissist. So they've learned that the manipulations work. Now, they don't go about their day and say, haha, what manipulation will I use here that's going to be most effective? As I said, it's instinctive to them. It's something they've done that's worked before. They've manipulated a person and they've gotten what they wanted very easily and they've discovered what works. So it's become who they are. So I would like to discuss in this particular video one of what I would consider to be the, the kind of the colour of the narcissist's manipulations without getting into the specifics quite yet, because in each of the videos I'll do going forward, I'd like to take a particular manipulation and really get into it, to really open it up, tear it apart and understand it so that we will recognise it very, very well and quickly in the future. Today, I'd like to talk about the manipulation, the general manipulation of a covert narcissist is to destabilize their target or victim. They use a multiple collection of mini manipulations to keep their target destabilized. And what I mean by that is it's as if you can't stand on firm ground. Their crazy making, their confusion, their gaslighting, their triangulation, their their playbook of manipulations manage to keep a target not knowing what to expect the next day, the next minute, the next hour with the narcissist. So this destabilizing effect effectively puts you, say, on a on a board or a, a floor that's continually moving and you're continually looking down at the floor and trying to balance yourself so that you get a chance to look up. But each time you look up and find out and look ahead of you and see what's actually happening, they'll destabilize you again so your head goes down 
and you're trying to balance yourself and you're trying to get meaning, trying to get understanding, trying to get peace and calmness. So the floor is solid beneath you so you can look up again and actually understand what's happening and make it make a firm decision. You can see the truth. So <laughs> they use their manipulations to keep you destabilized. So you're always looking down, trying to steady yourself and you can never in the situation, focus yourself on what is actually occurring so that you can make a decision. They destabilize reality. They are continually making new realities. So once you get a grasp of one way forward, they totally turn things on their head and bring you down another rabbit hole, so to speak. So confusion and reality distortion is the overall manipulation that a narcissist will use to remain in control. Because if you're not in control, if you're on a, a moving floor, if your reality isn't wholesome and kind of truthful and obvious, then the narcissist has the upper hand and they're the one controlling the puppet show, the movie whatever you'd like to call an interaction with a narcissist, because it's anything other than wholesome, other than truthful and other than stable. It's a very destabilizing uh, and awful experience that you don't have a minute to breathe, to catch your breath when you're actually going through it. It's only some, sometimes when you actually get some time to yourself or you meet a family friend or someone, someone who knows you very well. It can bring you, they can hold you kind of in place and stop the ground from moving up from under you for a few minutes, bring you back to yourself and maybe question what you've said about the narcissist or, or about your relationship. So you do get moments of clarity. The narcissist will will try and isolate you. That's another manipulation that we will get into. There's so many manipulations the narcissist uses. But basically what I'm saying in this video is the main manipulation they use is a culmination of all their manipulations to destabilize the target. I'd also like to just share with you um, the fact that once you educate yourself on on what a narcissist is and how they go about living their lives. Maybe you've been in an intimate relationship with one and you're now studying, you know, these videos are studying narcissism. It may bring a lot of clarity to other relationships you've had in your life. And this actually, this happened for me. And it, it's, it's pretty amazing because you feel like you're seeing a whole different world out there. And in understanding the disorder, it puts order on what you've been going through. So that's that's a wonderful outcome of this education. And it's a wonderful way to reevaluate relationships that have been causing you a problem and to depersonalize that problem and understand what you've been dealing with. Because, as I say, once you identify and, and educate yourself on what the narcissistic personality disorder is, you can explain a lot 
of maybe your past relationships or familial relationships and then become even more self-aware. So it's such a fulfilling thing to do. I, I think that's why I've been so fascinated by it. It's put order on disorder in parts of your life that you've maybe tried to introspect on and just not been able to get there quite, you know, in understanding your interactions with with past narcissistic people or NPDs. So I recently had a conversation with a family member who I believe is possibly on the narcissistic spectrum. This family member plays a victim and this is one of the manipulations that I'd like to get into here. So it's the victim narcissist and they will use some tragedy in their lives, be it the abuse from a past ex, abuse in childhood, or they may be sick or they may have lost all their money. They will use some situation to elicit your sympathy and also maybe guilt trip you into giving them more sympathy than you would otherwise give a normal person. And if your sympathy is waning, they will guilt trip you again into, you know, how how can you be so cold? How can you be so hard with me when you've kind of reached your, your fill of the crazy making that the victim narcissist will go on with? And here's the thing, say, I'm going to take, for example, a person who's always sick. So the victim narcissist who suffers from multiple illnesses, be it real or psychological or part of their disorder. But they will use that to elicit sympathy from you. That this particular person, I remember started the conversation by trying to elicit sympathy and saying they were feeling absolutely awful and, you know, they couldn't go out. Uh, there was no hope and they basically wanted to die. So, I mean, immediately you don't just get up and go and say, well, that's too bad. Then, you know, I hope, you know, you're I hope you get on well with that thought. So you kind of go into the situation and try and make suggestions as to what they might be able to do to help themselves. Usually when you do this, the suggestions are knocked right back down and there's loads of excuses given as to why they can't do these things. And it's obvious that they can if they wanted to. Then they will take you down, you know, if you're actually making sense and you're kind of holding them accountable as to if they did this, they wouldn't have this problem. They don't want to hear that. They just want to elicit your sympathy and get your attention and get you to do what they want, what they want you to do and be a supply to them. So if you're actually hitting the pin on the head, they will divert you down another alley around that. And they will often use your emotions to trigger you. So if they know you very well, they'll use something that will trigger you. It's really important in this instance to bring them back on track because narcissists love to word salad, which is another manipulation, and talk, bring you off point if you're really telling them something that they don't want to hear. 
you have to continually try and bring it back to the point that they didn't want to hear and not let yourself be triggered emotionally. Another thing that they will do, sorry for laughing at this, but I had I have this person saying to me, I can't hear you. What did you say? And what usually it's when you have pinpointed what they didn't want to hear. Then you'll say it a little bit louder and they'll say, there's no need to shout at me. <laughs> it's like, it's really triggering when when you're, you're, you know, they're getting you emotionally worked up and then they'll drop this in just when you're getting to the point that they don't want to hear. So this is part of the the, the destabilizing effect of a narcissist to emotionally trigger you, to bring you down crazy Alice in Wonderland, Mad Hatter tea party conversations. And then if you bring them back to the point, if you are able to kind of grey rocket and not get so emotionally triggered and bring it back to the point, they'll then go into the denial and the gaslighting of saying, I never said that. And then you, you know, you'll be like, if if you are aware of narcissists and aware that they do this and you've been keeping yourself on track, you will go, that's gaslighting. They just said that five minutes ago and don't doubt yourself. And if you have someone else in the room who's actually healthy and you look at them and they kind of go, <laughs> because they know the narcissist has said that. Then another thing I in that conversation that I had that the narcissist did after gaslighting me and denying it, they said that the other person had said that. And the other person and myself looked at each other and we went, oh, <laughs> it was so obvious. And like, guys, sometimes they're not that obvious. Sometimes it really does go under your radar and you say, did they not say that? And then they'll say, well, I said that, but that's not what I meant. So we will get into the gaslighting. I'll bring that up in another video in relation to one of the manipulations that they gaslight you with. But that's the type of crazy conversation you will have with a narcissist. They they're, they use your emotions like a ping pong ball. Remember that they're not they're not vulnerable in relation to their emotions when they're playing a game with you. They do get pissed off. They do get, you know, anxious. They do get envious. They do hate. But in general, when they're playing with an empath, they're in control and they're doing it from a very cold and logical point of view because they know if they go ping, you'll go pong. Once they press on your emotions, you're a bit like a vending machine as a normal human being with emotions. It's like they put the money into the machine, like the a bit of love bombing, and they press a few buttons to to get the coffee out. So they, they know which buttons to press. They have their instructions in their manipulation toolbox in order to press the buttons, the correct buttons on the vending machine, because that always delivers the coffee. It always delivers the supply. So they know what they're doing. They don't identify it as a manipulation. They just know how to 
work situations and how to work people. And for them, they can sit back coldly and the words will come out, the manipulations will come out and they'll watch the effect that it has on you. So if you can actually, and it's fascinating to understand the manipulations and then to go to someone who you believe is or has been, you know, in your life before and you've never understood what's been going on or why you would always come away from a conversation with them feeling bad, feeling destabilized, feeling crazy, feeling, you know, emotionally just awful. If you go then to that person and if you understand narcissism and the manipulations and you see it happening in front of your eyes, it's incredibly revealing and it's incredibly ordering in relation to who you are as a person as opposed to what's, you know, what they've been doing. And you can then actually kind of take more control of your own agency and decide how you, if you want to be in the relationship with that person still, if it's something that you you still want to maintain, it gives you a better idea of how to go about dealing with that person so that you recognize what they're doing and you don't become so triggered by their behavior. The narcissist really has to reevaluate and adjust because if the manipulations they've been using all their life suddenly aren't as effective, they've got to come up with something else because remember, it's not them who's to blame, but they see something isn't working with you anymore. They're going to try and introduce new tactics and new manipulations. It's a fascinating, awful disorder. I'll see you in the next video, guys, where we'll take one of the manipulations and really delve into it and we'll do a series on it. So hopefully at the end of the series, you'll definitely recognise an interaction with the narcissist going forward. Thanks as always for being here and I will see you again very soon. Take great care of yourselves. Thank you. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.